0: Season 1, episode 1 of the Crown Crane Mental Health Podcast. Thank you all so much for the love, support and comments on Instagram. We are here to talk about our feelings. That's right, we're here to talk about our feelings. Everything from depression, stress, panic attacks. You control my anxiety. Yes, you do control my anxiety. But before we get done for copyright infringement, I'd like to welcome our first guest, Jane. Hello James. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's great to have you here. So James, you know, we've been friends for about a month or two now, Mm -hmm. you know, and you are the cameraman for Crown Crane. Can you start by just telling us something positive that's happening in your life right now?
1: Okay, yes. So um, positive things that are happening in my life right now. I've just moved into a brand new house with my best mate. Um, I can say it's it's no, uh, it's no easy journey, every room needs decorating, <laughs> but, you know, I've got my own space. Uh, I've just gone into a brand new relationship with a lady who's yeah. been after me for 10 years. Oh, um, nice, <laughs> small. <laughs> I, yeah, I start a new job on Monday. Um, right. So that's that's three positives, you that's know, good. making changes. What, what are you gonna be doing
0: on Monday? What's the um, job? It's
1: gonna be a video camera operator and an editor. Oh
0: it's nice. very nice, very nice. Right, so, um, this is a mental health podcast, so, you know, we're not here to just talk about your job. We're to, yeah. to the nitty gritty and talk about, you know, some of the problems and, you know, your battles, how you've gone through them. So, your mental health journey, where does it begin? What happened?
1: So, about 18 months ago, I split up with my long-term fiancé. It sort of wow. triggered a, you yeah, wave of different effects. Yeah. Um, around the same time, I just started a new job in a place that wasn't really... For me. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> And so I ended up, you know, a bit lonely from having the breakup, yeah. uh, my plans had all changed. I thought oh, I've got a future with this woman. Yeah. But it's not like that anymore. You kind of start a new job and you have to put on a bit of a facade and yeah. like, oh I'm a happy yeah. guy, I'm a good worker, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I started to realise that I was getting depressed quite badly from it. Um
0: so what so what sort of things were you going through? Well, I think I can relate? You know, we've been recently coming out of yeah. a like, long term relationship. Um, so you know, so I've been through the loves as well. And, yeah. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about with regards to having to put a f- facade on. But, you know, how did you how did you get through that? What did you know? What was the next?
1: Well, I think it caused a bit of an effect on my self confidence, mm-hmm. and that was kind of where. It, it was showing through like places like work and yeah. with you know meeting new people and whatnot yeah so right. i think the first thing i had to sort of tackle was um weight loss yeah I put on a lot of weight i yeah, wasn't really yeah. that confident in myself yeah that's what needed to change first before i could tackle all the other hurdles of yeah. fixing why i'm depressed
0: yeah 100 percent. you know self self-love and Getting your confidence back is such a key thing in sort of getting over that hurdle, especially coming out of a relationship, you know, that's something that I had to apply to my situation very, very quickly, you know, to start doing things that I used to love to do before I was with this person, yeah. you know, because you, you lose that self and you lose that you you know, from being with someone and now they're your fiancé, you, you're attached, you sort of become yeah. one entity.
1: You start to compromise and on a lot of your
0: exactly. own sort of hobbies and interests. Exactly. So, you know, so it's about going back to that and what made you, you. what what did you enjoy about, you know, your own personal time mm. before you got with this person. So, you know, so then, yeah, can you continue about your telling us about your journey?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, A lot of it was, you know, what you choose to show people and mm-hmm. a lot of the time it was sort of, shining through the cracks when I was around people like my mother
0: yeah and she yeah. would
1: often say you're very aggressive you know yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. yeah and I'd say oh okay I took a step back and say well what can I do to yeah you know, fix this.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my mum
1: kind of said, oh, you need to go to the doctor and have a, like a talk with her. So I yeah, did. Yeah. I had a had a talk with the doctor. Yeah. Like the first, you know, measure is, oh, is there any medication we could put you on? And I was just like, no, I don't want to get addicted yeah.
0: to anything. Yeah. I can, um, I can totally relate to that, you know, because you hear quite a lot yeah. about that in the news, you know, um, they're forever talking about, okay, well, mental health, this, this and that, and then they go down the route of talking about depression and how you know, doctors prescribe antidepressants, but then people on antidepressants feel like they're a shell of their old self mm. And then, you know, the presenters on Radio 4 or whatever forum you're listening to are saying that, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be on antidepressants because people are struggling to come off them. I mean, I can relate to that because I went to the GP, um, talked about my anxiety and, and she told me the procedure and the process that would follow hmm. but I was instantly put off to go into a psychologist and then possibly having to be on antidepressants because of all the negative things I yeah. heard from people that have either taken them or been prescribed them or some of the you know um, medical professionals and their views on antidepressants so yeah so then what happened next Um more- we
1: kind of Sat down, me and this doctor, mm-hmm. a complete stranger.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. she said, "Why? Why are you depressed?" And I said, no, yeah. "I was because I'm overweight. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. enjoying my job. Yeah. And she kind of said a few things that hit home. It was like, well, what's more important, your mm-hmm. mental well-being or pleasing, a, a, just ticking some numbers at work, making yeah. sure things yeah. are done. Pleasing yeah. everyone else is always, you know, it always has to start with yourself. And yeah, that's what she did. She said, "Go away and make your list." Yeah. say what you want to change yeah. to get yourself back to your like you know safe safe mind space yeah, 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 yeah. and it was like you know lose a, it was little things like lose a bit um, away yeah. you know reconnect with old friends we mentioned about um, when you yeah. have like in a relationship you compromise so it's like finding yeah. those old hobbies getting yeah. back to who yeah. I am and what what I want to do and stuff yeah yeah so yeah we, we I, I kind of started by joining the gym mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. Um, yeah Okay, so I just want to just backtrack a little
0: bit there. Sure. Um, So, you know, it's very big of you, you know, getting help and going to the jeep, because I certainly struggled Mm. for you to actually go through that whole process and then come out and you know, you seem like you're in a much better place now, but that that whole process for you, was it difficult? Was it a difficult decision to make and did you sort of go over any hurdles?
1: yeah, it was kind of, it's hard because you have to kind of admit that there's something wrong. Yeah. And a lot of the people think, you know, being depressed is like a daily thing. Like, oh, I'm going to feel okay tomorrow. It's a new day. Yeah. But it's not, you know, sometimes you have to admit that there's something wrong. Yeah. And then there's that wanting to do something about it.
0: Yeah. Like
1: yeah. the doctor sort of said, you need to want to get better. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people who are depressed, they like to sit in that slump of yeah. like, oh, I deserve yeah. it. I'm not, I'm worthless. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you need to want to help yourself as yeah. well. So yeah. it, it, you're your biggest hurdle. Yeah, you know, it's as as much about you
0: wanting people to see these signs and for people to actually help you. Because just as it, you know, just as hard a time that you're having going through, you know, this thing that people can't see and you feel like it's so just personal to you, no one else will understand what you're going through. You know, but it's as much about you wanting that help as it is about someone else recognising these, you know, the signs that, everything isn't as it seems inside, and you know, that you are going through something. And often it's easy to blame people for not helping others that were going through it. And then if something tragic happens, you know, whether it be suicide or Mm. abuse, you know, we're all all made to feel responsible for recognising these signs, but then the people going through it also need to want to come out of it and be in a better place, don't they?
1: But sometimes you can feel a bit isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that people can't meet, read your mind. Yeah. So yeah. if someone is going through a struggle, mm-hmm. try and open up. Yeah. You know, because if I'm coming home, my mum mm-hmm. had to notice a change in my behaviour before I said anything yeah, yeah, to yeah. her. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. she's not a mind reader.
0: No, she's not. She's not. You know, so we do need to be a lot more open, and just from opening up about um, these issues and what what we go through, you quickly start to realise that there are more people going through yeah. similar experiences than you you know than you think so you know so then getting that help and getting out of that slump becomes a lot easier because it's not just you mm. you know it's no longer something that someone else may not understand you know because they may have gone through it a few months ago yeah. so that person that you know that you probably engage with every day and see as your beacon of light as someone that's living this perfect life mm. without any problems may have you know gone through exactly what you're going through now so that it'll help you see that, you know, there is another side of this. And if that person was going through it and knows exactly what I'm going through, but I look at them now and they're, you know, they're this happy picture of someone with a sound mind, Mm -hmm. you know, why can't I do it? And it's encouraging, you know, so I certainly encourage people to talk up more and be a lot more open. And I find walking through life now, even when we met, Mm -hmm. you know, I was very quick to, put anxiety and my anxiety into the conversation. And then we started talking about it, talking about the mental health Yeah, um, show. You know, one of our other friends at the barbecue that we met at, very open about his anxiety. And, you know, we all sort of help each other and it yeah. becomes less of a, you know, macho thing and, you know, yeah. guys, we can't talk about this. Kind the
1: first of thing. thing you need to do is just mm. sort of admit like, that being depressed or having anxiety there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it you know yeah. there might be a million people just going through the same thing on the yeah. on a regular day yeah yeah so like once we sort of instead of you know
0: pussyfooting around yeah and,
1: exactly uh, just, just help each other out and have that sort of shoulder to come to and yeah you know someone to talk to you said about a beacon of yeah of, a light. Big, big of a light yeah
0: so <laughs> so to go back to your um experience with the gp and seeing the psychologist and whatnot what was it like so when you got there and you you know what was the whole process like did you guys just sit there and talk and you know what was the what was the actual experience like was it nerve-wracking it
1: was it's kind of like being shy and Mm -hmm. having a parent take you when you're in school to see Mm -hmm. like a A head teacher, and they're like, "Why don't you want to be in school?" That kind of thing, and your mother's trying to encourage you to do something, but you're still a kid. It's like opening up to that new person. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was pretty tough, but I kind of politely asked my mother to stay outside because I wasn't comfortable with her hearing some of the stuff. Like I had had suicidal thoughts, but I'd rather tell this stranger than my mother because if I told my mother, it is like on you know, eggshells yeah, exactly. living with a person that's like kind of are you okay yeah and, and that's it,
0: the worst thing yeah. i i hate that i can't stand yeah. the the overuse of the whole are you okay because it gets to a point where it's like are you actually asking whether i'm okay or are you just yeah. continuing to drill this point home and making me feel not okay yeah how much you're asking me whether i'm okay or not yeah you know and i can mm-hmm. certainly relate to you know not wanting to talk to people that are a lot more familiar about the problem. I don't know if it's a yeah. matter of feeling that they're a lot more judgmental or that there's a sort of ego that you've got to protect because, you know, this person's seen me one way for all this time. And I think I get the same thing with my you know, friends that I went to school with, my some of my older friends. I've never sit there and think that I can have a conversation about mental health and my anxiety with them. No. And it feels like, I don't know why, but then if me if i meet someone new within 10 minutes i can talk to them about my fear of dying you know yeah um and the panic attacks that i go through you know it makes the whole stigma around mental health as being this issue that we can't address a lot less of a problem because mm-hmm. this person's got less to judge me on yeah. you know and it's a little bit about like sort of correcting wrongs as well you know if you've if you've got some sort of ego to protect all these people why not make that change every single time you meet someone to sort of get to that place that you want to be, you know, where, where everyone can just talk about mental health openly, mm-hmm. you know, as openly as they do, you know, physical, their physical well being. you know, I want to be able to tell people that I've lost weight mentally in the same way that, you know, if I've lost weight physically, someone can say, mm-hmm. oh, well, play what's wrong, you know, and it not be a problem. Yeah, You know, and it starts with just every single encounter that you have, just making that change and saying, look, I'm wearing my anxiety on my sleeves, you know, and I'm not allowing you to judge me. If you don't want to talk to me because I've got, you know, because I suffer from anxiety, not a problem, but I've lost nothing from that exchange. Yeah. Whereas it feels like there's a lot more at stake and my ego is a lot bigger with people that know me. A lot longer yeah. so it's exactly the same thing with what you're saying about you don't want your mom in there yeah and it's like some sort of some you're protecting something aren't you
1: yeah well i just it's one of them where i could Tell my mom, Mm -hmm. and then she'll be stressed out. Yeah. Then it'll stress me out because she's constantly stressed about my mental well-being. Yeah. So it's just easy to say to a stranger like, Mm. "Oh, I'm going through some stuff." Mm. She don't know what the stranger's going to say. They might be going through something similar. They might have some words of wisdom.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what would you what would you advise someone that's sort of going through your situation now? What would you say?
1: I think a lot of the time, people. Uh, especially in the time of social media and stuff like people don't really hang out and talk to each other as much, much as they like mm-hmm. you know people could uh, ask you out to like a barbecue and you could just yeah. say no and they would not think anything of it Yeah. Um, and one thing I would say is just don't isolate yourself
0: yeah James thank you so much for coming down to the show and sharing your experiences with us today um, now to answer some of your questions from Instagram um, so Eddie Blue from Instagram asks why can we not pick up on depression as quickly as we can pick up on aggression? So, James, what do you think about Eddie Blue's question?
1: Well, I think depression is one of those things that's not a visual, visual thing. So, like, how do you know if someone's suffering from depression? We know when someone is angry because they they simulate anger by like you know hitting something, fighting, mm-hmm. uh, behavioural changes. Yeah. So, like the the one isn't as it's not as on the. Uh, it's not as visible to like yeah, yeah, yeah. most people, so that's why yeah. tackling it is a bit different. Because we're yeah. not mind readers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you there. I think with aggression, someone someone going through either an abusive relationship or I don't know the domestic violence, you can see the links you know, if their partner, let's say, is an alcoholic, you know, you can quickly make that association that this person might be abusive, Mm. you know, um, in that environment. I think there are a lot more visible links that you can make with um, aggression. With depression, I think there is... um, There are so many aspects, psychological aspects of mental health that contribute to someone, you know, going through depression, you know, it, it can be linked to a number of things. You know, someone could lose their job and it affects them, it, it causes that depression. Someone could have lost the family member. Someone could someone could be going through stress, stress at work because, mm-hmm. you know, um, of the working environment not being suitable for them. You know, there are so many things that can cause depression, whereas with aggression, there are so many things that we've already established that we can make direct links to and I mm. mean it's, a, it's something yeah. that's a lot more visual so you can pick up on it a lot quicker but then that's um, that those are our thoughts on that question so moving on to question two from Eddie blue um, he asks how do we approach someone who doesn't love themselves and help them love themselves what do you think
1: I think um you can never really help anyone that doesn't want to help themselves first, so I think just offering a safe and stable environment for somebody like a shoulder to cry on someone to come and talk to so they feel yeah. safe yeah um so they know that you know they don't have to start any start or finish anything on their own
0: yeah
1: um and they've always got help there if they need it um, yeah. but yeah you just need to give them little nudges.
0: yeah well and i think I think um but it needs to be an emphasis put on the fact that it takes two the person that's going through something also needs to want to actually come out of whatever dark place they're they're in um and it's and it's sort of that that's their part of the bargain you know if you want to be helped, you also need to pr- express and make it easy enough to someone to recognize that okay they're expressing these physical symptoms. You know, mm. it, these are telltale signs that this person needs my help. You know, and <clears throat> if you take that step to actually make it a little bit easier for someone to help you, you know, yeah, I think it's only fair that that's what you contribute, and then it's for them to reach out to you. So, question three from Eddie Blue is: um, If someone enjoys the dark moments in their life as much as the bright ones why should there be a fix applied if there is no life threatening harm being done i think it's a difficult difficult question to um to answer there i think you know the hard these so called bright and dark moments in life um there are times where you need to be able to sit in that place of sort of difficulty or hardship in order to sort of make yourself comfortable enough to 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 raise you as a person, you know, to go through some sort of to have to go through some sort of adversity and come out the other side of that, it builds you up as a person. So there are times where you do need to be able to be com- as comfortable in the dark patches of your life as you are with the bright ones, you know, because it's, it's through weakness. And if we break mentally, that's where it's you know it starts to get hard when things get hard. But if you're able to actually think and rationalize things. It's a lot easier to sort of address what you need to address and come out of that dark patch, you know, in a proper way.
1: If you enjoy both the dark uh, patches in your life, as well as the light, then there's no real reason to say that you have a problem, but the fact that you acknowledge there is darkness there it means like you should probably do something about it yeah but like it's not always going to be rainbows and unicorns throughout life you're going to have down days but Mm -hmm. you know we mean you can only change what you want to change
0: yeah yeah exactly and i think being able to be comfortable in that in that dark place in your life allows you to actually be able to overcome a lot of things because if things get difficult for you 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 know it makes you break down as a person each and every single time you're always going to go for the same sort of weakness and you, you know other areas of your life may be impacted mm-hmm. you know i think being able to address the issue and deal with it in a rational way um allows you to actually build some sort of backbone and build some sort of perseverance where you know that okay if things are great and your, your life's bright you you know you you're, you're gonna be the exact same person you you are, if things aren't going you know just as well. You can still see the brighter the brighter um, day and the brighter parts you know the yeah. brighter future that's ahead of you. So I think that's how I'd answer that question you know because we can't we can't look. We can't at tell you, you what
1: to do
0: exactly. We can't tell you what to do and then also we can't just present no answer at the same time because yeah. that's sort of just encouraging, if, if someone is going through that, and they hear that, okay, well, I've thought of this and I've thought of that, and they're just telling me, oh, well, there's nothing yeah. I can do just give up. Um It's not the best, you know, because I think there's always an answer, no matter how harsh uh, Yeah, is.
1: I think because it's still a fresh new area to mm. be explored, mm. and we're still only now opening up our mental health, there's yeah. no right way to, to, do to discuss right it or more. talk about it. Exactly, so. you know, and I think,
0: but, but, Talking about it is a, is a start.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's essential,
0: right? So um, I think we should end that there.
1: Yeah, it's Maybe. A great. I place think, to think. I
0: think um, we've certainly heard a lot from you. Um, we've answered some of the question. Well, we've answered a few questions from um, Eddie Blue, mm. um, and there will be a lot more questions to come. You know, next week, guys, I'll put a post out there, and um, if you comment any questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss um yeah so we'll address it with the next guest but yeah james it's a, it's been a pleasure
1: thank you so much yeah, thank for coming you for having down me
0: and, and you know having the confidence to come up and open up open up about your experiences and your journey mate thank, thank you, you mate so yeah much. thank you for having me thank you